0: Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter and I'm going to be talking about Legion, Season 3, Episode 1, is simply called Chapter 20, so full spoilers for the episode and it is worth mentioning, these Legion reviews are sponsored by one of our patrons, uh, Cindy Palacios as uh, the sponsor of Legion and par- partly why it's happening, so uh, yeah, no, you'll notice Connor's not here, uh, Connor uh, opted out, we've got a very busy period uh, and... I still wanted to give Legion a try this season and see how, see what it was doing. Uh, it's an eight episode season. Uh, I, I'm sure I said full spoilers already, but just in case, full spoilers for for episode one here. Um, so I was curious what they we're going to do with Legion because season two's ending did not leave me with a great taste in my mouth. Season two had some high points, but season two also had some low points. It felt kind of bloated and a bit a little bit self indulgent. Um, you know, they extended the episode order from ten to eleven. So the first thing upon noticing that this is only an eight episode season, uh unless they you know extend it later like they did last time, means that, you know, I'm hoping that it's more of a tighter show. Because um, season one was uh was eight, right? If I remember correctly. And season one was very good. So um that would be my hope. Um and I'm happy to say that I did quite like this first episode. I think this first episode uh focused largely on a new character. And we focus on this character named Switch, or she she comes to be known as Switch, uh, later in the episode. And it's this character who you know, she, she's a teenager. She's going to class. She she's got a very disconnected relationship with her father. Her father, you know, has a TV at the at the breakfast table, so he can talk to her and make some small talk for like a few seconds. And that's kind of all the interaction she has with him. He makes robots apparently, um, which might connect to Baskethead Man if uh, if I. If I remember but you know there's all these little things she's she's going through her day and she's she's listening to uh a self-help book about time travel about you know lessons in time travel and it comes across as a self-help thing but it has actually given her these weird tips and it becomes clear as we as we watch her that she is a time traveler she's a mutant who can time travel uh she makes kind of like portal doors and then jumps through them and goes back through time uh but basically the idea is that david we don't see for a long time in this episode. We we're a good thirty minutes into this episode, maybe, uh, before we see David. And but she's getting all these subliminal messages through through uh, news broadcasts, through like signs on on post boards and things like that. Um, you know, saying "Beware the basket man." You know, follow this bus. Find find the the pregnant virgin. All the all these little things and she ends up going down this rabbit hole and it gets to like the point where we have this great legion imagery as, as, as often as like, you know, it, it got to the point where she does follow this bus, she goes into this room and it ends up being like this infinite white room with these, all these coat racks or, or all these clothes racks like around her that all keep moving around and there's like a woman at a desk who looks like the receptionist but she keeps moving and it's, it's almost like a game of hide and seek. Uh, for for a portion of the episode, and then when she does finally like, get through and like sees more people, and she goes to the receptionist to holds up like you know, just cards with like the uh, you know text on them. Uh, she she asks to see, uh, salmon based based on her clues, and uh, everyone in there breaks into a song and dance and dances around her, uh, and she ends up in a cult, uh, again through sort of timey wimey magicy, you know, location changing uh but she goes through like a tunnel that goes to like you know it goes those it goes from building to building in the sky and you see her going up through this, this this glass tunnel which goes sort of diagonally through an office building you see her like crawling past like a desk and everyone in the office building doesn't see her there like no one notices her everyone's like just going about their business um which i guess you could read into the idea that all this mutant activity is going on and everyone's oblivious because it's easy to hide if you've got mental powers or or whatever. But uh it made for a really interesting visual, if nothing else. Um and you know, we meet she, Lenny's like the head of the cult, David's kinda well, David's the head of the cult, Lenny's kind of running it though. Um and we see her, you know, time travel, uh you know, she's told she's gonna have to wait, and it ends up being like a ten hour wait or something like that. But she speeds time up and it's you know, so Lenny comes in and she's like hey, I hope the weight wasn't too bad. She's like, yeah, it was fine. Um, And Lenny's like, prove your ability. And she's like, no, I'll prove it to him. Uh, So she's taken to a room and there's David and David wants a time traveller. He wants Switch to help him travel through time to fix things. Uh, She guesses it's a girl, implying that it's to do with fixing things with Sid. But, yeah. But, you know, we we see David, you know, um, it's not long after this where Division 3 show up and start like taking people out and uh, we get this great sequence where David' arm, his arm, his arm is cut off by Kerry uh, with a katana, and then he's shot in the back by Sid, and he's dead. And it's just because it's just because Switch can go back in time and warn him that this doesn't happen. And we get another version of it. We see Farouk is you know still working with Division Three as it was kind of like setting up last season, and he's helping them f- find. He's helping them find David, and we see again that he gets killed by Sid. Although this time, I knew it was going to reset time again because he actually disintegrates Kerry and I'm like, we're not losing Kerry this easily. Come on, Kerry can't die like that. Um, which is worth mentioning. David's like going through the second time You know, when when Switch goes back and warns him and he thinks, okay, we'll go out of this room but I can take them on in the hall. He's he's just disintegrating Division 3 soldiers left and right and turn them to dust with no regard of, of human life. So... As much as David might have a noble goal in going back in time, he is completely just throwing his weight around with his power. You know, he's acting like he thinks he's God. Um, So, it's definitely hard to sympathise with him right now, although it's very interesting that we're, we're following Switch, who does want to be on his side, because she makes the conscious choice to go back and save him. And when she's asked, because after the second time uh, it fails, she tries to travel back again. And uh and at one point, uh, like her audio book, her, her self help audiobook, says, You can't travel too far back or you might wake up the demon and sure enough she she tries to go further back and she ends up encountering the Shadow King, she encounters Farouk who understands that she's travelling through time. Now, this is not a Shadow King. This is not a Farouk who knows what's happened in the future. This is just a Farouk who understands that she's a time traveller and starts asking her. And he understands that, okay, you know, you've undone things. You know, you, you know, he wants you for something kind of thing. And she has this great escape from this... this You know, because we've seen Farouk have these conversations and in the astral plane or whatever before. Uh, she just picks up, so there's like a tea tray in front of her, like, you know, there's like a pot of tea and stuff on the little table, and she just picks up the tray, puts the her, like, portal, she draws it on the, the edges of the tray and then picks the tray up and puts it over her head, and that then she goes through the portal and the tray falls to the ground. So it, it has this really cool visual effect of her, her doing this. And this is quite, this is like two thirds into the episode, and it's at this point where we shift over to We sort of follow Farouk back to sort of where he goes, and he he comes back, he's in Division 3, we think it's Division 3, and we find out that they've got like a a giant ship, this ridiculously pulpy, it feels like the sort of thing that you'd see in like um, an old cartoon, or even like, something. I I never saw Master and Commander, but I'm getting, you know, it's got a very kind of steampunky, pulpy feel to it. But they've got this giant ship, and we see, you know, Clark's uh, with someone now, we see uh, they've built a robot body for Pytonomy, who's got a moustache because it matches the vermilion. <laughs> I did laugh a lot though, because Carrie uh, wants food, and Carrie's like, no, 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 after I've tested his reflexes, so she just punches him and immediately knocks him out, and she goes, they're slow, let's get food. <laughs> so, that was pretty funny. Um, so, the show still got its sense of humour, which which is nice, and I, I, th- I think one of the big benefits of this episode is how it focuses on this new character. And... I think that's smart because the ending of season two did this thing for me where it made me kind of dislike a lot of the characters a little bit, where I didn't really understand the decisions that were being made. I didn't like David Ryan away. I didn't like that a lot of the other main cast or main cast of characters specifically felt this way about David. It felt like everyone was jumping the gun a little bit, whereas... So starting season three with this new character who's completely, you know, neutral, right? And seems seems likable, seems innocent, you know, she's I mean she seems likable enough uh, so far. Um but having everything through her eyes where she's discovering things for the first time, it gives us someone to latch on to who I want to buy into, you know, the way she feels, the way she believes in things around her. And I, I think having that conduit for us as the the audience, especially if you did if you are feeling murky about the other characters right now, or at least a lot of them, um, this helps. It gives us something else, someone else to latch on to. And I think that's I think that was important for me in this. But then you also had the time travel elements uh, of of the looping back, um, and then you know Clark's all we'll just kill the time traveler as well because Farouk you know warns him that he's got a time traveler. And they, you know, they they show up just like they did before, and I laughed out loud actually. The guy who the mutant who named her Switch, uh, and gave her her outfit, and and the uh, the cult, if you want to call it that, um, he's out. You know, this happens the first time as well. The first time, uh, the the, the division three are pulling up and they're sneaking up on the building. He's uh, outside, like drinking. he's, he's got this blue flower that he, he puts like a little drop of this liquid from the blue flower into this into his coffee or whatever, um and it gives him this kind of like you know drug effect where he's, his tattoos kind of like flare up and he looks like he's getting high but um he's sitting there drinking that and uh, I laughed the first time this happened where they sneak up on him because this giant I can only just refer to it as a candy cane this giant long candy cane kind of sneaks up alongside him and then hooks him uh, and that's really funny but I laughed the last time it happened though uh, here towards the end of the episode when they're coming in after there's been two previous time loops where they, when they pull him away his coffee cup like spins like a cartoon like it stays in the air and spins like an old cartoon and i thought that was pretty funny uh, so uh, i'm i'm <laughs> i'm on board with that um but then there's a there's a big noise you know sudden and everyone's coming towards them they've got headbands on so david can't sense their, their their mental like patterns as they're approaching and kind of things um they come towards the, the building and david has just moved the entire building. And that's how we end the episode. I actually, I really like the touch of when, you know, Sid kneels down, it finally comes up at the very end of the episode, FX Presents, an association with Marvel, you know, Legion. We get, you know, we get the title of the epi- the, sh- the show even at the end of the episode. Uh, and, it, you know, Legion's always done a good job of feeling kind of obviously offbeat, but also very cinematic. Uh, and this, this ending kind of goes along with that. And it sets up some of the, the core new things for Season 3, which is the time traveller and Switch, and what that does to the rules of the show. It is still very weird and quirky, um, and I enjoyed the, the quirkiness in this episode, and I'm glad I did, because there was definitely self-indulgent things in last season, and I'm glad that this is a tighter eight episode season, and that hopefully that means that the stories themselves will be tighter, much like Season 1. Um, that is definitely my hope uh, going forward into this season. Uh, as for, like, you know, them working with Farouk, like, where do we go with this? You know, does, does David does David redeem himself? Like, is his plan to undo everything, is to undo everything you know, not just undo it, but like like, so so he makes himself better, like, he doesn't want to go off the deep end like he has kind of thing. Um, You know, and there's references, to, you know, he, t- he tells Switch about the, the Shadow King, you know, being inside him for, for 33 years, and he, t- he tells her you know, various other things, and you know there's certain characters we didn't get to meet um or see again this episode uh, immediately but um so far so good and I, i'm not like you know like i feel like i've gone through this this episode's plot quite quickly because i feel i feel like it's actually quite straightforward once it got going but i actually i'm happy about that like i'm glad that it wasn't like this super dense thing like there's a lot of little touches that are nice um, because we actually we spend so much time with Switch or uh, J. E. her her you know her original name is before she she gets to the cult before she meets David. There's there's just this extended period, which is why I, I think it's so so good to focus on this new character that they actually spend time with the new character and we we get a sense of who she is. And sure, I, I think some viewers might find it frustrating that we're, like, we're we spend so much time with this new person and we don't understand the context of how she relates to anything in the plot. You know, from the from the show so far. But I am like okay with that. I, I love when shows take the time to really to to explore and introduce a new character, and I, I think you you get enough of her life and the, the idea of her loneliness and the idea of her not knowing, you know, like what she wants to be, but like you know, using her powers, trying to understand them, you know, her her relationship with her father. I, all these things make her sympathetic, so that when she makes the choice later in the episode to actually try and help David, um. You know, she. It feels like okay. Even if I'm still skeptical about David, like I buy into her wanting to help him, and that makes you know. And maybe by the end she'll regret that, and maybe we'll be rooting for her to get away from David at some point. But it adds some sympathy and empathy in a place where it might not have been there, given where David and and Co. ended up last season. You know, it's it's almost like this really unhappy civil war where David and like Division Three are fighting now, and I'm not really on either one side. And that can be that can be troubling for for a show where there's no one who I can look at and go, like, I, I support this side of the argument, like, 100 percent And not that that can't be great as well, that you can have like Shades of Grey where both parties have, have got good points and bad points. It's not like that. It's not like a good argument in that sense on like a on a story. It's more like. It's not just that I, I disagree with what either side are trying to do. It's that I'm actually kind of mad at both sides for letting it get to this point. Instead of instead of enjoying the the descent to it, which I, I think is the main feeling at the end of season two, is that I never really bought into the 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 events that led to this situation. It felt rushed, um. So I I found myself not really caring about the the split, and therefore not really rooting for them to reconcile or uh, for one side to be the hero and the other side the villain or anything like that switch offers this this new perspective and it feels fresh and that's what makes it work uh, one thing i want to mention about switch as well is when she's talking to farouk she talks to him about um you know because he says you know why why are you helping him why why can't we have a different arrangement maybe you he can help us instead and she says david's a person or a human i, I can't remember the exact word she used but she said you are a robot and that's an interesting thing, because we hear that our dad makes robots, and that there's a room full of robots in our, in our apartment, and uh, like, they have like, some of them are life-size, some of them are small and toys. But, so her, her, so that I think this theme of robots, like, what's the difference between a person and a robot, uh, and humanity is probably going to play a big role this season. And certainly the way she says that, um, you know, like, maybe from David, she actually senses regret and emotion, and senses that you know for all of his faults he actually does want to achieve something that she can she can understand and appreciate um whereas farouk and ilhan she kind of sees him not just going through the motions but just doing the what's expected of him um you know and not not questioning why he wants to do things or so, something like that like like i i get that she she sees a different in them and it'd be interesting to see her interact with other characters like how does she interact with sid or with carrie and carrie like, how how does she see these people? How, I mean, how does she feel about Vermilion? Um, you know, that that's intriguing to me. Uh, since she does seem to have kind of a a, a robot... Uh, I won't quite say phobia, but a bias. She has a bias against robots. <laughs> uh, and Not that Vermilion are exactly robots, are they? I guess they are. I guess they kind of are. But, um, no, it's interesting. Um, so no, I'm I'm intrigued. Like I'm feeling quite positive after this episode. I think it was it was very tight. It was very focused. Um, I'm actually I think it went in quite quick, and I'm glad that it it did focus so much on the new character. I think it gave it a breath of fresh air. And um, even though I like a lot of the characters, but like I say, I was in a bit of a murky place after last season. So uh, it's good. And of course, I had the style as as it as it has done before. But again, it didn't feel like it was being super self indulgent, like a good chunk of last season did. Um, season 2 had a lot of low moments because of uh, just dragging out some of the the, the, the art house things that, that Holly or whoever wanted to try, and this episode feels a bit more uh, confident so far, uh, and dare I say restrained, so um i'll see if that holds up with episode two but we'll find out uh, next time so uh by all means let me know what you think of episode one of season three in the comments below uh bring up stuff that i didn't talk about in the episode if i missed stuff that you think's important um you know let me get me on twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates or me personally on twitter at wubble89 uh, you can support the channel and the show and everything we do here over at patreon.com slash mail fuzz tv like the sponsor of this uh, series of reviews these legion reviews which is cindy Palacius. uh go over and you can sponsor something too uh, or but you can join up for just one dollar per month and get some bonuses and extras and get a nice warm fuzzy feeling in your, in your stomach for for keeping the shows alive uh, but otherwise that is also so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla